0: Greetings, my brothers-to-brothers Brothers listeners. I'm Chris Lanier.
1: I'm Rashawn King.
0: And today we'll be interviewing Rashawn about his life and his battle with leukemia. How you doing today, Ray?
1: Doing good, man. How you doing?
0: Good. Uh, Rashawn is my cousin, and I always tell him that he's my idol, my hero. And uh, I look up to him for many reasons. And tonight I want the world to understand why. So in order to get that... And understand why i look up to him you hear the words from him himself so ray um let the crowd know the audience know about what happened in 2010.
1: okay so in 2010 at the age of 17 years old um i got diagnosed with acute lymphoblastic leukemia leukemia is a blood cancer that's that flows through your bloodstream so i had leukemia going through my body from my head to my toes um, I was invited to a 707 um, football camp, well, football 707 football camp called the Beast of the East for ECU. Um, I was out there with my teammates, pretty much joined my favorite sport, playing football. I was running to go score a touchdown, and next thing you know, my symptoms began to kick in. Uh, my face began to swell up, my vision was getting real blurry, and uh, it was pretty hard for me to breathe. So I decided to take a little break, sit to the side, and then the next day I went to the doctor. Got my blood drawn um the results came back that I had five hundred and forty five thousand white blood cells. The average person has about five to ten thousand white blood cells flowing through their wow. body consistently, and um that's when I realized there's something wrong, with me. so
0: yeah, so were you having that many white blood cells you was dying as you was talking to him basically
1: pretty much so like um, my white blood cells was wasn't even. Bro, um, recycling fast enough to fight off this cancer. So the white blood cells that was coming in, that it was killing the other white blood cells and knocking out my red blood cells like that. So they pretty much told me that I had about around 24 to 48 hours to live. Um, wow. So yeah, once I got that phone call that night from the same doctor that drew my blood from Raleigh Pediatrics, he was like, "Mr. King, you stop what you're doing. You need to go to UNC Chapel Hill right now because I don't think you're gonna make it within the next few hours, 24 hours." So um. I started what I was doing, me and my mom rushed down to UNC Chapel Hill, got there um, the emergency room, met the doctor, Dr. Stuart Gold. He's the chief for hematology oncology for pediatrics for the um, cancer clinic. Got there, met him. Um, he was like, Mr. King, I honestly don't know how you're alive right now because you got 545,000 white wow. blood cells flowing through you, and you're not supposed to be here talking to me right now. So.
0: so at that age, when you first heard, you only got 24 hours to live. Mm-hmm. What 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 was the first thing that came to your mind or what well, I mean what I'm trying to figure out a question to ask to I mean I couldn't imagine being at that age mm-hmm. and then so you got twenty four hours to live. Right. Like what what was in your mind then?
1: So when I was on the phone with the doctor that called me that night, the same doctor from the Pediatrics, I mean some so many things was going through my body. Um I was in shock. I was nervous at first when he first called back, scared. And then the one thing that I did know about cancer was death. My grandmother had breast cancer. My uncle, he had pancreatic cancer, and they both died from it. So all I knew about cancer was it killed people. Mm-hmm. So at age 17 years old, I had to embrace a lot. You know, I had to pretty much put on my big boy pants, man mm-hmm. up, and get prepared to fight for my life. Um, it got to a point in time, um, going, before I even got to the to the hospital you know i'm just sitting here in the back of the car just talking to god in my head you know i'm like just i ain't ready for this just go ahead and take my life you know what i'm saying i'd rather wow. die than go through this you know but you know just being just being young you know i had that mindset for that few seconds or minutes minutes but i started looking around and realizing that my family my mom my brother my sister you know they needed me i can't just give up you All know right. what i'm saying so i chose to fight So.
0: that family that word family uh, this big on this podcast. We yeah, talk about is. family a lot. <laughs> we feel like you know, in our in our community, mm-hmm. especially family is not being promoting you know mm-hmm. enough. You know, yeah. and we we like to run away from our families, and the only time we uh, get together as a family is a funeral. Mm-hmm. You know, that's our new family reunions now in this new age. Yeah. You know, and it, it amazes me where we can make time to go to the funeral, but we can't make time to see an individual when they're alive. You know, it's it's a thing. My mom passed away on a Wednesday. Mm. We had the funeral on a Saturday. Mm. You know, my family, someone was like, oh man, that was very fast, man. You know, I wasn't come, but you had the funeral too fast. I'm looking like, dude, like, what do you want me to do here? You know, you didn't make time to see her when she was alive. No need to come see her now, you know. But some of them made it, or whatnot. But like I said again, you know, family is something that need to be talked about more in our community. That That's doesn't true. That's so true often. But That's um, with that being said, so we uh, fast forward a little bit. So that was in 2010, mm-hmm. and in 2015, 16, 13,
1: 13. That's when I went into remission.
0: You went into remission,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then. Uh,
1: 2012 was when I got my wish granted for LeBron James.
0: That's what it was, 2012. Mm-hmm. Um, speak about that a little bit. Let her know what was that about.
1: So um, I was, when I was inpatient at UNC Chapel Hill's cancer hospital on the fifth floor, um, the most amazing, one of the most amazing organizations, Make-A-Wish, came into my room and pretty much gave me a whole rundown on exactly who they are and what they do. So Make-A-Wish is an organization that grants wishes to kids with severe sicknesses and illnesses and um, they came in and wanted to give me opportunity to have a wish granted. So my mom and I sat down, thought about it, filled out the paperwork and um, the process had began from then. Um, my original wish was to meet LeBron James. And uh it took a while to get my wish up and going because I kept prolonging it because my mindset was I wanted to grip I wanted the wish, but as I started, you know, progressing with my cancer, I mean like you know, getting, getting better getting better. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was like, I don't really care about no wish. I'm just thankful to be alive, you know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. um Make a wish kept con- consistently calling my phone, like asking me when, we, when they, you know, when I'm ready for this wish. I kept pushing back, prolonging, because at that time I was like, you know, I don't, I don't really care about to meet LeBron no more, you know. But then I was like, you know what? Let me go ahead and get this wish over with. So, um, I went back to school, middle Creek high school, um, second semester of my junior year, and I got. A, I was at home actually. I was um, doing um, homeschool. I got a phone call from Make-A-Wish, and it was like, Rashawn, really got to get your wish in, you know, the, the the due date for it is coming up. And I started thinking about it. I was sitting in the kitchen, and I was like, you know what? Uh, you know, I, I ain't really too found to meet LeBron right now. I can meet him at any time. Why not give back to those that supported me and will have my back when I was battling cancer, you know? And mm. um, I just chose to turn out my, my wish to meet LeBron, but instead I fed my entire high school Chick-fil-A, 1,900 students.
0: Wow. LeBron James got traded for Chick-fil-A sandwiches, guys. How many kids would do that? Not many. It says a lot about you, you know.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It, it's more than just Rayshon, you know. It's bigger than you. And for you to show, you know, that gratitude back to those that was constantly there, that mm-hmm. says, you know, your upbringing as far as family was right. important. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, Middle Creek was your family, mm-hmm. you know, and that's that's a lot. Um, so once the Make-A-Wish happened, you fed the high school and everything, you went off to North Carolina Central, mm-hmm. um, played basketball there for a while,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, while you still was getting chemo, right? Correct, correct. You was getting chemo as you was still playing basketball at North Carolina Central,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which if anybody played college sports, they know that it's a lot of time you know, a lot of energy as far as not just on the court, but you got to get prepared off the court with your academics. So we're talking about literally out of a 24-hour day, you're probably busy 16 of those hours uh, with practice, study hall, all that stuff. So can you imagine getting getting chemo stuff in into your body as you're trying to rest and find time to have practice and and you're exerting? So now you're wasting like double the energy because you have a lot going on as far as you're not just going to study hall, practice, school, and done. You have to go get chemo, and that's that's already enough with that. Mm -hmm. Um, Then you graduated from North Carolina Central and Parks and Rec, Mm -hmm. and went on to North Carolina State University and got your master's in
1: Parks and Recreation,
0: Recreation too. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And now you're currently employed. For North Carolina State University, correct?
1: Correct, that's crazy. Wow,
0: <laughs> just graduated in May, and here you go, October, and he's been employed since
1: August the fifth.
0: August the fifth. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's some, that's some amazing. That's a blessing. Thank you. Um, so with all that been going through in your life and stuff, I always, you know, especially on the podcast, we'll talk more about it, because we, we want to reach these youth and let them understand that, you know, what you felt like was the biggest hurdle, though, because we know the cancer was there, but mm. it was something else that would bother you, mm. that you probably didn't talk about. What I mean, what was that? You know, that problem or situation.
1: Um, I was that problem situation that I had, and I'm pretty sure a lot of young men, in particular black men, go through this and deal with it. Um, you know, growing up, <clears throat> I watched my parents go through a hard time, um, and it was hard as a as a young black man to see. My parents split up because you know, in, no child want to see their parents get separated or get a divorce, and um, that kind of took a toll on me. It did a lot to me um, for a young black man, and I kind of grew up without a father in the household. So, um, if anybody grew up with a, without a father in the household, household, they kind of understand that you have to grow up um, and to being a man, man at at a, yeah, at a young age, you know.
0: Well, at least you feel that way. Yeah, at least I feel that way. You feel like you have to be the man in the house because you don't see a man. Right, right. And that kind of, like, pits a dent on us, a lot of pressure at a young age.
1: Correct, correct. Yeah. So having that issue growing up and feeling like that, you know, that kind of molded me into the man I am today because I told myself, you know, I had so much anger and hatred towards, you know, my dad. um, But I took all that out in my sports, which caused me to be a phenomenal athlete. So, um, without me going through that, ain't no telling what where I would be or what type of man I would be right now, so.
0: That, a little bit, to piggyback what you said, I had the same thing with myself, mm-hmm. you know, growing up without my dad being there, period, I didn't know who my dad was, mm-hmm. I knew his name, mm-hmm. i never physically seen him, even to this day, mm-hmm. only seen pictures on Facebook, like, 2015 was the first time I ever seen my dad with physical like. Mm -hmm. And that was my mom passed away. But up to then, I had no clue what this man looked like. Mm -hmm. Um, As far as, you know, talking to him, I talked to him one time, Mm -hmm. and that was June 10th, 2006, the day I graduated high school, to tell me he wasn't paying child support no more. And, you know, the child support check was only like $75 a month. Mm Woo. But at, at that time, when they called, I had an open mind about it, you know, just trying to start a relationship with him. Mm-hmm. but by the end of the phone call I was like I didn't care if we did have a relationship because I didn't feel like I would lose anything or gain anything
1: Right.
0: you know because mm-hmm. I the point I got out of the phone call was $75 mm-hmm. is more important than building a relationship with me
1: mm-hmm.
0: so uh, with that like I said growing up Without that, I'm the oldest of four. Mm-hmm. I had to take care of my siblings, you know, get them to school, get them out of school. My mom was always at work. I'm right. um, cooking, cleaning, you know. I felt like I had to be the man of the house right. at a young age, right. which forced me to be, you know, mature faster than my peers, mm-hmm. you know. Not really having much of an outlet, the only outlet I had when I got to sports, right. you know, and at practice when everybody laughing and kicking heat. I'm out there trying to relieve anger, you know, mm. it wasn't fun in games, Right. you know, Same. even at practice, you know, mm. you didn't, but at practice, like, nah, yeah, I, this is my only time I get to myself because at that age, you know, I didn't have no, I didn't have friends, I didn't have nothing else. Right. I didn't have a friend until I, uh, 2001,
1: mm.
0: and his name is and Thurman, that's the first friend I ever had, mm. and it's, you know, we became best friends, and we like brothers to this day.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, prior to that, I never had any other friends because, like I said, I was always babysitting, you know, taking care of the house, helping my mom best I could, mm-hmm. you know. Trying to play sports, couldn't finish the season a lot of times because we was moving. Mm-hmm. We had to move. We moved a lot. Jeez, um, <laughs> I, I can not count how many times we moved in my lifetime. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, it just... I always share to the youth. You know, a lot of you know a lot of things we have in us as young black men are issues that we bottle up and hold on too long. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't know how to express ourselves because we feel soft,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and we 'cause we think that we have to be hard on the outside. Mm-hmm. You know, we gotta portray that, and even now I deal with it now at my age right now with the same thing, same and but I'm learning, you know, and that's why we're having this podcast so we can try to help these young brothers and sisters of witness. You know, you're going to have those times where, you know, you feel like you have no one to talk to. But all you have to do is just really open your mouth and talk about it. It might not make sense to whoever you're talking to about that issue at that time, mm-hmm. but if you probably explain it a little bit more, they'll probably grasp it right. or understand it or try to work with you.
1: Correct.
0: Um, I feel like, you know, it's another podcast, another episode, Mm -hmm. I should say, um, we'll get in more detail about that, all about, you know, our, you know, our views and points and beliefs on, you know, us expressing ourselves better. Mm -hmm. But, uh, so, after you um, graduated from NC State, you got the job now, um, at NC State, Mm -hmm. um, you a father? Congratulations on that. How are you. your son now?
1: My son is two months old. He's going on to be three months, and that's literally my twin. Like, yeah, you look <laughs> like yeah.
0: Everybody said my son like me, but yep. your son looking like you are so That's scary. Yeah. Two raised in the world. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, I always tell people, you know, a lot of times that you know, you're you're my hero, my idol, and stuff. I look up to you. Mm-hmm. Age-wise, I'm older than you, mm-hmm. but. Age is, you know, one of the things is a number because, you know, everybody have different walks in life. Right. And in their short time, I didn't have to deal with what you dealt with mm. at your age. Right. I went through some things, and they always say you never know what somebody go through or been through. Right. You know, I'd get some, I went through some hard stuff, you know, growing up. Right. But I live, and I didn't have to worry about nobody coming saying, hey, you're going to die tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That's a totally different you know, adversity that you have to overcome mm. mentally. Right. Not along with it's doing physically to your body, you know. Right, right. And, you know, I, I always want to share to the youth, you know, like, everybody has problems. Mm. Nobody, even millionaires have problems, you know. Mm. Money is, you know, not going to solve everything. Right. It will make it probably a little worse because then you're covering up what's really going on with right. money. Right. And then you find yourself broke. Right. Um,
1: and I'll say this, um... When it comes to everybody having certain issues or, you know, bundling stuff up in life or going through certain adversities, everybody adversity is on the same level regardless of whether if I had 24 hours to fight for my life, whether you had to grow up without a father and you had to raise your parents, nobody adversity outweigh each other, you know what I'm saying, because everybody's life is different and God puts you through certain situations because he knows you can handle certain stuff, you know what I'm saying, um, but it's, it's more so depends on how you handle it, which determines what type of person you become. Mm-hmm. So with your situation, that everything you went through, if I was in your shoes, I probably would never be able to make it out like you did, and mm-hmm. vice versa. Correct. So this was meant for me, just like that was meant for you. Mm-hmm. And you look at the man you have the can. You got your own fish house business, man. Like you're doing a phenomenal job. So am I, you know what I'm saying? And so all the young men out there... Don't look at your situation currently right now as it's bad, look at it as it's good because nobody else can go through or do what you, got or do, what you do or go through what you're going through. God got you going through what you're going through for a reason because he knows that you can handle it and you're going to come out. But it's up to you whether you want to come out or not because at the end of the day, God puts you in that situation. He knows you can handle it, but at the same time, he's not going to baby you and hold your hand all the way through. Right. He want to test you. He going to test you. He want to see if you're going to be the person you're supposed to be, especially young man. He want to see if you're going to man up and hold your own situation. Because that's going to make you ten times stronger. It's going to make you a, big, a better person. It's going to make you a better man in life. So that when you have kids or you go out here and impact the other other um, young men or other kids in, in the community, you could be able to give them something and, and save a life, you know what I'm saying? So I find myself right now impacting and saving other people's lives based off of what I went through. Just like the same thing with... Same thing with Chris. You know what I'm saying? He impacted, he impacted a lot of kids' lives. He's still doing coaching football and impacting the kids' lives off of his experience through football and sharing his journey through what he went through in life. You know what I'm saying? So just be appreciative and thank, thankful for the hard, the hard times and the bad times because that's what really make you who you are. So
0: that's good right there. Um, in 2019, no what What will you share with the youth, as you just said, you know you know keep you know pick God first, I would mm-hmm. say, you know mm-hmm. but keep pushing mm-hmm. so how how can you tell the kid right now how can they make it out when they in reality they don't see a way out
1: stick stick to but first off, always put God first, stick to God's plan, man, don't try to. Don't try to go off on your own path or your own plan and think you're going to make it without the Lord because at the end of the day, he will humble you. And honestly, man, that's, that's what happened to me. You know, that's why I went through what I went through because I got big-headed before I got diagnosed with cancer. You know what I'm saying? I put my sports before my family and God. You know what I'm saying? I didn't even appreciate or glorify the Lord for the stuff that he was blessing me with. Granted, he blessed me to be a phenomenal athlete, but I wasn't being appreciative for that. So he said, you know what? Since you don't want to appreciate me, I'm going to take away the thing that you value the most since you think it's better than what I am. Mm-hmm. So I say I always put God first, man. Cherish every moment you have in life because, honestly, you never promise the next second minute or hour in life. You know what I'm saying? And for those out there, um, you know, you living in a single-parent home with your mom or whether it's your dad, you know, be thankful for what you have. You know what I'm saying? If you see your mom out there working hard, trying to provide for y'all, don't be, be out here doing it. no crazy stuff. Be appreciative. Yep. Help your mom out. If you got siblings, help you. Don't be out here in the streets or don't be out here trying to do all this other crazy stuff because once you get into something like that, that's it. It's gonna, You're going to take off and you're going to be in a, a certain situation where you don't want. You wish you would have never ended in, you know what I'm saying? Be smart. Be positive. Live life to the fullest. Live life to the fullest smart, you know what I'm saying? And be appreciative and thankful for what you have.
0: Always share with the youth it takes 15 seconds to mm-hmm. think about a decision.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: in those 15 seconds, if you got to concentrate, uh, you don't need to do it.
1: Right.
0: You know, it's, it's 15 seconds can cost you 15 years of your life.
1: That's true.
0: And I think I take the 15 seconds and say, no, nah, I ain't going to do this mm-hmm. and have my freedom. Then, yeah, I'm going to ride with them. Right. This is cool. And next thing you know, you're there pleading for your mom when she already told you, mm-hmm. don't be riding with them, don't be hanging out with them. Right. And you find yourself in front of a judge. And now you you want mama to save you. Mama can't save you now. Can't save you. Ain't no coming back. You want to be grown and make a decision when mom tried to help you. That's why, again, the podcast, we're going to preach on family, you know, mm-hmm. and let them know that it's important that God choose your family too. Mm-hmm. Everyone in your family. everybody, God has chosen that as your family for a reason. That's true. You know, And everybody, you know, make the comment, your family can be your worst enemy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, it has some truth to it.
1: That's true.
0: But at the same time, you still got to love that person. Facts. You know?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because you never know. Once again, like we just said, God can flip it around where that person can go on top and you be on the bottom.
2: Mm-hmm. And then
0: you can be looking at them like, I need help. Mm-hmm. I need help. Help me. And they'll be like, nah, because when I was down here, you didn't want to help me. Right. So I get, like, family is a, a journey through life together. That's why it's your family. Right. You know, it, it's one of those things where... We get caught up in not making time for family, but we'll make time for your friends. You'll we'll make time to do whatever outside of your family, but then at the end of the day, that's the only people you really have because friends can come and go.
1: That's true,
0: you know. And and a lot of young kids this day and time they're so caught up in social media
1: mm-hmm. that
0: they they see something cool on social media, they feel like they go do it when they know that their mom had told them that's not cool, right? You know. It's, it's things where I feel like, and I know you probably agree that they can take that negative energy and that time they want to go do something and turn it into something positive. That's true. You know, go go write about how you feel. You know, go, you know, not on Facebook, though, you know, because yeah, that, you don't want to put on Facebook and then you bashing your family and yourself. Right. You know, write it in a journal. You know what I'm saying? So many mm-hmm. outlets you can do. If, you know, you have anger or something, go shoot the basketball. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Just clear your mind. There's so many different avenues we can go and do with that negative energy mm-hmm. to turn it to positive. Then just forget this. I'm am going to go stay with my boys at uh, 2 o'clock in the morning hang out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then somebody get robbed or whatnot, and you're guilty by association.
1: Right. I always tell kids when I go talk to them, especially the black kids, man, young man. like the time you take the – To be a part of a gang, the time you take to smoke that blunt, the time you take you want to get in this fight, the time to take you want to focus your energy on this young girl, and give your life away, the time it takes you want to go on the streets, the time it takes you want to be a drug dealer, all that time, all that negative energy, all that bad stuff that you're trying to do that's, that's going to steer you down the wrong path, you can be putting that into trying to build a resume. You could put that into trying to apply for a job. You can be putting that to that into trying to help save somebody else's life. You know what I'm saying? You need to tunnel, tunnel, tunnel that energy that you're trying to give to something that's not important and give it to something that's that is important because you can make a big impact on your Not only your life But somebody else's life If you try to do it If you do it the right way Instead of trying to do it The wrong way So mm,
0: That's good right Well we um, Going to wind this down um, It's something that I, I would like to share At the end of every episode Something that You know We feel like it's important And today We're going to talk about The word uh Love you know love is a a big word to be spelt with only four letters you know and those four letters should mean a lot to you before it means you say it to someone else Mm -hmm. you should love yourself first before you love anyone else Mm -hmm. you know you should love God before you love another significant other or someone else Mm -hmm. first you know If you love yourself first, you'll love everyone and everything around you. Mm -hmm. And with that love, it comes with standards. Um, If you hold yourself at a higher standard, everyone else around you will hold you at a higher standard. Mm -hmm. If you hold yourself at a low standard, people will give you a low standard. Mm -hmm. You know, if you want people to respect you when you walk in the room, don't come in with your pants down, music all loud on your phone, or something like that because obviously you don't respect yourself because you're not showing it to no one else, so why should I respect you?
1: Right.
0: You know, but if you walk in with your pants up, your music ain't loud, and you look like something, I, I'm going to respect that. Right. But you are, what you're presenting to other people, that's what you're going to get back. hmm You're not going to see a man with a suit and tie getting disrespected too many times walking down the street. hmm A lot of times people will going to probably move out of the way because they know you're probably on a mission. Right. But, if you see somebody walking down the street with their pants down, you can look look at this guy right here.
1: Mhm, you know what you give out is what you take in, I always remember that what you give out is what you take in and
0: you know with that being said, you know, this is gonna close our first official episode of Brother to Brother, so Rayhad and I will fill y'all in. We're gonna do this every week. we're gonna have um different topics we're going to talk about. We're going to uh, do some research. We're going to interview other people um, throughout this podcast. We're going to have uh, cops just to, you know pick at their brain, get a different perspective in our community, teachers, CEOs, coaches, um, professional athletes. We're going to interview a wide range of um, people in the community for our youth can understand that you don't have to be uh, – a football, basketball player to be successful in this country. Um, to the mothers, we um, I'm gonna have upload an email. You can email us if you have any questions or any concerns. We um, you can reach out to us. Rayshawn and ourselves, we do have full time jobs, but we will try to do what we can in the little free time that we do have. And we always want you know, you guys, know that we are here to better someone. You know, if we can get one and save that one, that one can save someone else. So, we are closing our first episode of Brother to Brother. God bless, and have a good week. God bless. And we're back again with another episode of Brother to Brother. Today we have going to call this episode Brother to Sister. We have a special guest with us here today, Dominique. Dominique and I have been friends for going on 20 years now. Uh, We both know a lot about each other, even before we even probably think it or say it. Um, We share a lot, you know, a life experience, you know. We've been knowing each other, and we know each other very well. Uh, With that being said, Dominique, how are you doing today?
2: I'm doing wonderful. How about yourself?
0: I'm doing Good. Dominique, you guys now share her story about with her a little bit. She's a motivation speaker. Um, Dominique now has a book that will be coming out here in December, See My Light. It's basically a autobiography, I guess you'll say, of your life. Yes. Um, with that being said. So, Dominique, can you share a little bit about your life that made you get to the point of writing a book about your life?
2: Yes. Um, I actually started writing a book inside a homeless shelter. Um, I was, I had got to a part of my life where I was just trying to figure out who I was and who I, who I am. Um, and so at the time I was really in a dark space and so I decided to go to a homeless shelter, um, to start over so that I can become who I was trying to aim towards the first time around in my life. So, yes, I ended up at a homeless shelter with three children um, because I am a single mother. Um, due to the pe- um, fact of um, getting behind on bills and, you know, just trying to really figure out who I was, I ended up at the homeless shelter.
0: And what, when was this? Um, this was 2016.
2: 2016.
0: So again, people, we're, we're getting people on this podcast that are not only walking, they are, you know, they're sharing their experience as they walk, you know, they, you know a lot of people say they walk the walk, you know, they talk the talk, but once again, 2016 was just last year it seemed like, but we know that was actually three years ago, so right now, Dominique is in the final stages of getting this book uh, published, and that will be out sometime in December, But with that being said, Dominique also has been listening to the podcast herself. Um, She texts me um, after I um, publish the podcast and share her thoughts on it. And her son, JJ, he listens to it and we have positive feedback from that. So, again, this is what uh, the purpose of this podcast is not only for the youth, but for the adult too. You know, we all have our life where we, you know, get caught up in working all the time, where we almost forget about yourself, especially if you have a family. And especially if you're a single mother or a single dad, you know, you get caught up in just working, taking care of your kids, and you kind of lose yourself a little bit where, you know, you might need somebody to say something that can spark you to keep pushing or say something that, you know, you can relate to, you know, and that's where we bring each other you know this podcast is something that we really want to focus on not only like I said the youth but the adult too um with that being said Dominique have shared some things with me as far as she wants us to talk about and one is you know she, she felt like we can reach a lot of young women with this podcast right so that's why I was like hey well since you're a female, <laughs> we need you. You know, right. I, I don't really know. You know, a, a lot of issues that females go through that probably grew up without their father or without their mother. And for you, I know, which they don't know. We'll share this now. You know, your dad passed away when you was five years old, yes. and your mother is was
2: never there.
0: Never there because she's, she's drug addict.
2: Right, she was on drugs.
0: She was on drugs, so you know you was living with your uh, aunt, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. And, you know, we thank God for auntie. We right. really do. We wanna thank God we for do. that. But, you know, it's nothing like having your own mother and your father there. Right. And again, father wasn't there, your mother wasn't really there. So, you know, how did you cope with that? What did you do? I mean, what will you share with the youth now about what you did?
2: Um, Well, when things like that happen, you kind of feel like you're rejected or you might feel abandoned um, because your original parents wasn't there. You didn't experience the daddy-daughter dances or you didn't experience um, certain things because you weren't raised by the parent that actually birthed you. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was a lot of things that I felt like I was missing out on but in our actuality, I wasn't, but my, in my mind, I felt like I was missing out on some of the things because it wasn't my actual parent.
0: Okay. So, I mean, how did you, what was your outlet? Did you have an outlet? Did you, did you share your thoughts or your feelings with your aunt, or it was something like you just had a lot of anger built up in you? I
2: really never talked about it. Um, I found myself just really writing. I'm a writer, so... I really wrote everything down. I kept journals, I kept back then was diaries, and um, I just literally wrote everything, any and everything. I really had never had a mentor, so that kinda um, pushed me to want to be a mentor to somebody else um, now in my adulthood because of that. Okay.
0: So going back, um, Dominic and I met in middle school, and played on basketball together, and Dominique, guys, when, and it makes sense, and I see it now, why she was so angry on the right. basketball court, you know, I said why, you know, it makes yeah. sense, you know, Dominique did play with an attitude, boy, she fouled <laughs> foul girls hard, I'm like, Dominique, you were a clothesline, you know, but, you know, yeah. I see it now, you know, because, you know, her mother wasn't there, she wasn't seeking the attention that she felt like she deserved, and that we all need, uh, so it, it, it shows how sports can be an outlet. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And I always encourage parents, please put your kids in sports. Because sports not only is about winning losses, it teaches you a lot about yourself. It builds character. You know, I, I know a lot of kids that started, when I started coaching back here in 2015, as a freshman, when I started them, they was one way. And when they wound up their senior year, they was totally different. That's good. You know, in a, in a great way, and they like, Coach, thank you, you know, hey, you know, I can go to college now, or, you know, I feel like I can get this job. You know, I, when I first came out I didn't want to talk to people now. You know, I'm just, I'm the sack president, you know. <laughs> it's, it's things like that that you, you know, you look at, like, sports obviously brought that out of them.
2: They do. And,
0: you know, it was an outlet. And I always tell the single mothers and fathers, you know, tell them, look, you get your kids involved in those sports not to let them, you know, understand that, you know, so you're going to win, you're going to lose. Right. But you understand the game of life because football is very compatible and basketball, I would say, somewhat in aspects to life. You know, one minute you can be winning, it, doing the same game, and the next thing you know, you're losing. I mean, but you got to keep fighting, keep pushing, and, you know, and just keep trusting the process. And a lot of times where, you know, we get, We pick kids in sports and you want your kid to be that star kid, you know, the one that everybody knows. But no, in life, everybody has a role. Everybody has a part to play. You know, it's like your job. You have your boss, you have your manager, you have your, you know, assistant manager, you have the shift leader, and then you have your workers. You know, everybody has a job. Even if you're the worker, you might be the cashier. You got to make sure you take the order correctly, you know, for the person that making the burger can do it right. So it it, it teaches a lot that where. You know, everybody has an important role and a part to play, and that's from you know the day you're born to the day you die. I mean, right. everybody you're going to be playing some kind of team sport in life because ain't no it ain't no job in America where you're not working with somebody to get a job done. Right, a, a complete task. So it's going to be team
2: effort.
0: It's going to be team effort. Right, and by putting your kids in sports, it would teach them adversity of how to deal with it when it happens. Because a lot of kids, you know, they shut down so quick because they don't know how to handle the adversity when things get tight or hard. That's true. You know, but if they play sports, they they might shut down a little bit, don't get me wrong. But it's like they they know that in black mom, okay, fine. Just push one little bit harder, I can break this wall, you know, I can get All through right. this. But if they never been in any sports and been deal with adversity, it's like pff, I'm done. I don't they wanna quit right off gate,
2: right? I don't
0: I don't wanna I don't wanna hear nothing you gotta say, Mama, you know. Uh and your mom's trying to get you positive. Um, with that being said, you know, Dominique's son, JJ, he, he works for me here at the Fish House during the summer, and JJ uh, has a, a fan base customers. You know, they love JJ, his effort and everything, you know, as far as what he does here, not only for the Fish House, but for himself because you know, a lot of times, you know, kids get the bad rep of the new millennials. They don't have morals and values. They don't, right. know, have home training and stuff. And by him, you know, just acknowledging the customer, saying, yes, ma'am, no, sir, you know, that, that means a lot. And that kudos to you, you know, by raising them, you know, the right way, like your grandma would do, you know, (laughs) and it it shows that even now you went from being in a homeless shelter to where you at now, Mm -hmm. you know, that you still kept your morals and values intact and you you know that just because you was in a dark place, it was only temporarily. You won't nothing right. for life. And you know you get through that, and that goes back again to that sports because you play basketball. Right. You knew that you know okay, I'm losing right now, right. but I can win tomorrow. Right. And you know that's another point of you know the sports, and just put that together. That's pretty cool. But uh, so with this book coming out here, um, in December, where would people be able to get it?
2: Um, you'll be able to purchase it on my website, which is www.DominiqueInspire, or you can go to my Facebook, which is at DominiqueInspire, as well as my Instagram, at Inspire.
0: What you inspiring? Who you inspiring?
2: Um, I'm inspiring the youth, um, as well as women, um, really everybody, but my main focus is women and women and women with children. Um, so basically i'm just here to uplift and to encourage a woman that might be going the same similar situation as myself which is raising three kids I'm um, alone and really feel like she might not have any help and i'm just willing just here to willing to be a helping hand um to be beside her or alongside her just let her know she can get through it you know like we might have to cried out some nights, you know, and get back up the next morning like nothing ever happened, but we can get through it, and that's just really where I'm at. Also, with the children that's involved um, in that situation, I just want to be there to let them know I was once that child, but you do not have to let your environment um, make you to be turn out to be a bad person, but to turn out to be a good person, and just take that, that um, Environment that negative environment, because really sometimes that's what it is. It's a negative environment to make it to be a positive. Even though you have a negative light, sometimes going through dark situations, you still seem to come out to be a positive person. And that's really just what I'm aiming towards, is to turn negative situations into a positive.
0: Uh, and growing up in Dunn, North Carolina, where, you know, it's pretty much nothing there, there's nothing to do for the youth that, you know, was negative.
2: Right.
0: I, I lived down there temporarily. You know, I didn't live down there. I didn't grow up from kindergarten through high school, but I did move there in middle school. And I, you know, I moved from Myrtle Beach to Dunn. A lot of people don't know it. I went from Myrtle Beach to Dunn, North Carolina, wow. which you go from like a city. That's like moving from New York to Nebraska.
2: Right.
0: You know, it's a sight. Like, it's nothing to do. You know, it's, you don't see much. You don't you don't see like past tomorrow,
2: you know. Right, it can, it can like, be a dark place. It's
0: like you know, living and done is like you know, it's it's a drought. It's like it's nothing to do, nowhere to go. That's true. You don't see much. I mean, all you have is your friends. That's there. I mean, and right. They in the same situation you in. Right. So you know you're like, dang, i uh, we we got to figure out how to get out of this. You know, right. one of us, somebody got to make it, and. You know, I, I'm not knocking anybody that lives in Dunn. Right. i not right? knocking me nobody to clear, clear that out. So I don't want nobody to go, oh, you talk know, you've been Dunn. No. It's just that I'm just like you know where I felt at that time when I moved to Dunn. Right. You know. It again, made me
2: want to get out, it, honestly. It,
0: it make it make you. But again, you know, a lot of kids the youth now, they don't see that as, okay, this is negative. But right. I can turn this negative into a positive.
2: Right. You know,
0: if I just, you know. Focus on the right thing right now, you know, as far as getting your grades. And that's another thing that can get kids out of the situation they're in, not just athletics, but academic. You right. know, if you do if you do a great job in school, you can get academic scholarships. You know, if you do a great job in high school period, you don't have to go to college, but a job would say, okay... This kid graduated with a 4.2 GPA. Right. You know, obviously in mathematics, you know, we we need somebody that can help assist us doing, you know, this research or whatever. You don't have to always have a college degree in this country to be someone. Because if last time I checked, the president of the United States was not qualified and don't have any kind of political experience. But he's the president of the United States. Right. So I look at that, you know, again, that's something negative right there. You know, he had zero experience, but he's the president of the United States. So that lets me know, Chris, you can be and do anything you want to with zero experience in America. But if you apply yourself to it, because he had to apply himself, he he had to go around and sell himself, you know, I'm Donald Trump, da da da. We all know that, but we ain't getting to that. But (laughs) it's just, you know, the kids got to understand, you know, like I said, I, I'm always going to say that, you know, things might seem negative, but negatives only temporarily, you know, it don't last forever. You know, my grandfather all the time used to tell me, you know, it's two important dates, you know, when you were born yeah,
2: when you and when you
0: die. Mm-hmm. But it's not really important. What's important is that dash in between it, when meaning you what you did in between those dates. Right. Right you can make it good, you can bad, you can make it do whatever, but it's all about you. And I always, you know, I see a lot of kids that are, you know, are, uh, they're passing away at a young age now to a, a lot, you know, recklessness, You know, I would say. It can be, you know, in the wrong place, wrong time, or just being a fool. And a lot of times I think about myself growing up, you know, the crazy things I have done, and I'm like, whew, I've survived that. I don't again. You know, oh, I got away from that one. And, you know, it, it's one of those things where.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, and and kind of think about it, you know. I'm, I, I say it on the podcast, you know. I would say that I'm a very. I'm a very. Uh, I'm a, very uh, <laughs> a person that don't hold their word. Because mm. this is why I say that. We all been in a situation in your life where you're like, God, if you get me out of this, I promise you. That is so true. I won't do it again. <laughs> right. God gets you out of that situation, but you're going to do something that's. You might not do that exact same thing.
2: But something similar to it. You
0: do something it. that you know you have no business doing.
2: Right.
0: And I'm just like, that just, that just hit me. And I'm like, wow. So I can't you never tell nobody I'm a man of my word because. But it's
2: a cycle. It's in your mind. It it's in, your, in your, mind. your mind.
0: And there you go. So. A lot of kids, and, you know, especially being a parent now, you know, it's you try to preach to your kids about doing the right thing. You know, you want to protect them. You want to love them and give them the best that you probably didn't have, you know. Right. And you make the sacrifices for that, for your child. And, you know, a lot of single mothers don't get the credit that they deserve. And that's why I made sure of my efforts to get you on this podcast well, to share you your story. And, you know, it's just... I always told you, you know, dummy, what you do is phenomenal, you know. And I was share this on the podcast before you moved to where you live at now, And I remember I used to say you, you gotta get away, you gotta change your environment, you gotta change your environment, you gotta change your environment. I know, I know. <laughs> and then you randomly call and say, Hey, I'm moving I'm like, okay, there you go, you know. And you know, sometimes you gotta step out on faith. You gotta you, gotta, yeah. you got you gotta make that change if you won't change. And now, then when
2: you make change, you yeah. gotta make sure you change your mind you and not just change your situation or change your environment. Because you can move somewhere. <laughs> and it's so funny because when I got ready to move, <laughs> he told me, Chris told me, he said, Now I know you about to move, but have you changed? Like, have you changed your situations? Like, um, and At first, I didn't quite comprehend what he was trying to say, but as time went on, I realized because my quick, you know, my quick answer was like, "Yeah, I changed. Yeah, I changed," but at the time, I didn't realize that no, I hadn't quite changed. But once I moved and I stepped out and I took that leap of faith, that as I put one foot in front of the other, the change started changing. The things started happening. um, I started realizing who I was. And I started pushing forward into being here and moving here, and things are on a whole, total different scale to where it was just a year ago. Matter of fact, it was just a year. I just moved here uh-huh. a year ago yesterday. Wow,
0: it was about yesterday. Dang, mm-hmm. you didn't got cars and everything yeah just that. just to show y'all something i always talk junk about it <laughs> Dummy, has only been here a year and had bought two cars guys that's again you, you go from a homeless shelter to within that one year buying two cars okay two yeah I, i'm still on the same <laughs> one you know but it's like you know it, i tell you again that you know it's it's one of the things where if you change your mindset, you can change your outcome.
2: You can.
0: You have It start with the mind, though. It
2: does. And
0: just because, you know, you move, okay, you're still doing the same thing you move. You might stay where you was at. You right. Wasted, you wasted all that money moving. Right. But once you change your mindset, and you don't have to move to change your mindset. You can stay where you at, but you just can't be hanging out with the people that was in that light-minded state where you That's were before. True. That's true. If you know somebody that want to go to the club every Thursday and Friday night, And you want to change your life and change things around, you can't hang out with them no
2: more. You cannot. So you have to
0: find somebody that's going to church. You got to find somebody that's doing something positive. Now you have to go to church. It might be an organization group that they hang out on Saturday, you know, might be talking about business or something. That's who you need to be with. You don't need to be with those. Like you said, don't like-minded people that you were before if you want to change.
2: Right. Or it could be somebody pushing towards your purpose. Um, y'all might share some of the same goals or aspects of life. So Yeah, that's
0: that's good because I I, I get it like now, you know, my business a little over a year and a half. And before I opened it up, you know, a couple people doubted. Oh, you shouldn't do it, you know, and whatever. And I had to like literally talked to only two people, you know, like, I had to, had to, had to block,
2: like you
0: had to block the outside yes. and about it, and I didn't talk, you know, much about it, I didn't publicize the business until I really got it started, right? because you have people that will love to see you fail, and prey on your downfall, and, you know, it yes. might be somebody that you see every day, it might be somebody a smile on your face, I mean, you might call them your best friend, you right. might call them your brother, your sister, I mean, anybody, auntie, uncle, they don't want to see you succeed, and, That's you know, so at my age, I had to learn that because me, from where I used to be to where I'm at now, I, I always kept it as a everybody's my friend. or They want me to see me to see it. And I'm like,
2: uh-huh,
0: not anymore.
2: I right. see it now. Right. Because you know? they either don't want you to go further than them exactly. or something. So sometimes when you get something or when something's good happening to you, don't look for the congratulations. Just keep it to yourself. Keep I'm learning same. that.
0: Keep, Keep it to yourself. I just tell Dominic all the time stop he posting did. everything on Facebook. Yes,
2: he stop did. Stop posting
0: everything on Facebook just because you're on, you know, this. Because people, people are people prey on, you know, that you're not doing you and that's being happy of you. You might right. just try and share it in a positive way, but everybody don't want to see that. That's and, true. And, you know, it's sad to say, but it's the truth. But, yeah. you know, I always look at it, you know, you have to move in silence. Definitely. If you want. To be something, to do something. You do. You know, we, I look at it, maybe only three, four people, and told them outside of my family knew I was gonna start the fish market. Yeah. You know, I didn't tell nobody to answer anything, you know, and it was like, people were like, oh man, why you ain't tell me what the fish? Telling yeah, me, why right. you tell me? I was like, well, I figure you figure out anyway, right? You're Success
2: right. is a lonely road. Yeah.
0: It's, and then you, you, you hear the stories, you know, people, of course, they're going to down you up anything. You tell them who you want to be or what you want to do. They're going to give you the negative side of it. But, again, that negative should be something positive. Right. If you hear a bunch of negative, obviously there's something good about that. All right. So, if a girl says, hey, you know, I want to be a model. Girl, <laughs> you know, you don't get paid to be a model, da-da-da-da-da. Obviously... Right. And get paid. You know, it's, it's not. right like,
2: down the
0: line. Yes. You're not getting making thousands right now, but you will. Right. You know, you. You keep going. Keep going. You push through it. You know, it's. You know, it's people that look at certain jobs in America. Oh, I'm too good to do that job. And, you know, the youth need to understand. Oh, that's a job. You get a paycheck.
2: Right.
0: You know, like we can't we can't tell them. Oh, don't you too good to work at McDonald's? McDonald's, you got to start somewhere.
2: Was, no, Burger King was my first job. Burger King? Mm-hmm, and I enjoyed it. That's
0: crazy because Andy's, which is now Highway 55, was my first job.
2: And it taught me a lot of morals. And like you said in the beginning about teamwork, yep. it taught me teamwork.
0: And, and, you know, it's the youth. It, we, as parents, have picked up and say, no, nah, you don't need to work at McDonald's. No, nah, you need to work fast food. No, they need to work fast food because not only it teach you morals and values, it would teach you a lot of patience because yes. you can't just go off because that customer got you loud at you. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you learned a lot about that. I feel like every kid needs to work faster. I feel like
2: they do too. Either and, that and, or the grocery store. Yes,
0: it, and because like I said, then if they want to see what their mama instilling into them, you know, they'll see the outcome. Okay, I see my mama said I need to bite my tongue if I say something. Else. Right. Because I go in here and go off on people, I ain't gonna have no job.
2: Money I'm, gone.
0: And now I'm like, oh, how' buy these Jordans.
2: That's all I say any yeah. extra how I'm gonna
0: do this. Now you are getting the paycheck. You know, right.
2: you for know. the women. When I'm gonna go get my nails done. How?
0: Yeah. I gotta get my hair done. My my two hundred dollar <laughs> due. Jesus. That's a lot of money. But um again, you know, we uh try to end the podcast with something positive, you know, share with the youth. Um I would say this, ladies coming from myself if you carry yourself differently um as far as not being you know loud you know trying to be seen good things will happen to you you know i don't i don't think it's no man on this earth would say they want their girl to be out in public being loud half naked um Just not doing ladylike things, I would say. I I I don't know. (laughs) I don't know anybody. Maybe it is. I I mean I I can't. That's. I guess that's bad to say. But if you carry yourself differently, you'll get a different outcome. If you're trying to figure out why you keep getting the same type of guys. It ain't the guys, it's, it's you. you. It's a cycle
2: that needs to be broken. <laughs>
0: you have to break the cycle. All right. So if you're trying to figure out why you keep getting no good guys, <laughs> it's something that's no good about yourself.
2: That's true.
0: So if you change that no good to something positive, you'll get a positive outcome.
2: That's true.
0: And as long as you keep messing around with Mr. Wrong, Mr. Right is not going to step in. You, and Mr. Right might be somebody that's not your type.
2: Wow. We get that caught is up, so true. We get
0: caught up in our type so much, you know. Oh, we he do. has to be 6'2 with dreads. We and do. He got to look like an action figure. Okay. <laughs> keep going for that action figure. And you'll find yourself 40 and lonely. Wow. Okay? <laughs> you know? And, and I, I shared that with you because I said, Yeah, I have sisters and I I talk to them a lot, you know, about their, you know, but they are who they are. They're going to do what they want to do. I still love them. Don't get me wrong. But they see it now. They do. And they won't probably admit it to me directly. But I I know I see it that they understand what I'm saying now. It's like, you know, they're not carrying themselves wrong, but they just were selling for less. Right. Okay. Not saying that, you know, they was going wrong. But they were selling for less when they can settle for something. Way better and higher, but you just can't get caught up in. Oh well, you know what? I'm just take the first thing to talk to me or whatever. No, you know it's just time
2: like, wasters.
0: Time wasters. That's what it's called. It's exactly Those it.
2: are time wasters, ladies. listen. I didn't been there. What they call and them time wasters? Time wasters. Why you
0: call them time wasters? Break it down to me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> because they're, you're not gonna get anywhere. It's just gonna be like the same cycle over and over and over again. You want him to do this, you want him to do that, and you're basically trying to build a man. And ladies, we don't have time for that, right? (laughs) So that's why I I said, no, time wasters. (laughs) Um, You'll look up in five, ten years gone, and you can't get that back. And you'll be trying to figure out, like you said, why I'm dealing with Mr. Wrong when I can have Mr. Right. But, hey, everybody live it how they live it. But I'm saying I wouldn't waste no more time. I wasted 10 years, and I'm not doing that no more.
0: That's good. Anything you would share with the youth or single mothers before we
2: close out today? Um, for my youth, once again, I would say don't waste time because time, we don't get that back. Um, I find myself wasting a lot of my youthful years in relationships or just thinking like, oh, I got this much time, you know, and I looked up and I'm 30, you know, and half of my life now I'm sitting here trying to hurry up and get some of that back or trying to figure out how, what can I change? Um, so I just say don't waste time. If you're ready to go to college, go to college. If you're going to um, be an actress, be an actress, you know, just find what it is, whatever it is that's your purpose and run it to the fullest. Don't waste time on people, things, or places um, that's really not going to amount to anything.
0: You just said something that I feel like is really big. You said your purpose. A lot of people don't know what that means, you know. And the only way I feel like to know your true purpose is you have to be in touch with God.
2: Yes, that's yeah, who, that's you, you when I
0: found yeah, out what my purpose was. Find out your purpose. You know, if you do it your way, your way only it's gonna get you somewhere, but it ain't going get you far, and not get you full potential of you.
2: That's but true. But once you
0: find out God's plan for you, right? That that carries you to a whole nother level. And a lot of times, it's not even about the dollar. You know, because you know we all know that you know God said He'll take care of you, and you know. You don't have to worry about you like, dang, I paid a light bill. Where that money right. came from, you know, it's like there you go, you know. Blessings
2: on blessings. Yep. Yeah,
0: but you know, it's like we gotta understand that, you know, yeah, we, we all have a purpose on this earth. Right. But we all have the responsibility of fulfilling that purpose. Right. And and the world would be a better place if we did that too.
2: Yeah, case. if we all walked out our purposes, that's
0: right. Um so with uh what we share with uh, for a single mother.
2: For a single mother, I would say just keep pushing. Like, (laughs) I know it might be hard, you know, but I would say definitely just keep pushing. Even to a single dad, I would say keep pushing, you know, because things do get rough on both parties. But look to God and just let him help you with the strength to keep it pushing, you know. Um, Even when you find yourself crying it out or whatever just keep pushing that's really all i can say is just keep pushing
0: that's good well ladies and gentlemen i hope y'all enjoyed this podcast today you can also reach out to dominique uh on all her social media platforms um facebook instagram at dominique inspires um but
2: that is dominique inspire.
0: inspire inspire excuse me um <laughs> Um, we also, again, you can reach out to us at brother2 that's T W O brother podcast at gmail.com. Or you can hit me up on the book or Instagram. You already know my name, Chris Lanier. You know, add me, whatever. But um, we will actually have another podcast coming out this week. Rayshawn and myself will be going to Virginia on Wednesday and speaking with a youth, some youth at a, a local high school in Virginia this Tuesday. So uh, we will drop that before the end of the week. We will record that session for you guys to hear that. And also, uh, again, you know, keep your head up. Keep pushing. You know, look above. Don't look low. If you look high get a high result you look low you get a low outcome be blessed have be a blessed
2: week. y'all have a wonderful week